Starting the day again, oh yeah Letting the sun shine in, uh-oh I'm gonna dig within myself, uh-oh Life may be never what you think But I think I'll just go with it And create something new This is Allison Lee, your host here at CraftCast.com, the podcast, and yes, I'm back. I thought it was time to bring back the CraftCast podcast. That's how CraftCast.com got started way back when. I think it's something like 13 years ago, let's not even say. Uh, how did it get started? Because I was really wanting to talk to other artists around the world, and I thought if I call them up and say, can I just talk to you? They'd hang up the phone. But the concept of podcasting had just begun, and I thought, I can call up and say, can I interview you? And guess what? It worked. So, (laughs) over a million downloads later, and I don't know, 200 different podcasts, uh, it's been really fun. And I thought, you know what? I miss just talking to artists. Uh, I love all the teaching over at craftcast.com and all the online learning But this is really fun to just hear what artists have to say. So I'm back. Just love hearing other artists talk. Uh, So here's some news. Uh, It is, if you're listening, before October 18th, uh, 2017, right now, make sure you sign up for a free class coming up. It's our uh, I Love Tools Fall and it's uh, come online, it's free, it's live at 7.30 in the evening, Eastern Time. Go over to craftcast.com. You'll see a big big poster there you can just click on, big graphic, and sign up. Uh, make sure you sign up so you get the recording as well, even if you can't get there live. Uh, what is it? It's a mashup of Oprah Winfrey's uh, Her Favorite Things and Carol Duvall, who I loved on Crafting TV, Her Product Day. I thought it's a fun way for people to see other artists, our favorite tools, new things that are out there, things that might interest you. It's always great fun, great inspiration. I saw once on Facebook, uh, one woman said, should I sign up for this? She said, oh my gosh, sign up right away. Make sure you pour yourself a glass of wine and bring your credit card. (laughs) So that's what happens this night. Uh, If you want to see past ones, because you were like, what's this about? Uh, Go on to craftcast.com and go to the free I Love Tool videos and you can see past ones. They don't go out of fashion. That's different between clothing and tools. There's still great things to learn about in there. So check that out. We also, if I had a drum, I'd do a drum roll right now. Announce that night the upcoming season of live online new classes at craftcast.com. And boy, Well, I'm excited. (laughs) So uh, there's so many fun things you're going to learn. You can learn to make. uh, We have our metal clay, our metal smithing, our polymer clay. uh, Fun, fun, fun things. One thing new and different that I am so excited to have um, is Julie Haymaker is showing us how to use. Remember shrinky dink material? Don't laugh. 
It's fantastic. And she shows how to make this charm bracelet. Well, you could make it into a necklace or whatever, but she shows a charm bracelet. You're going to, well, it's adorable. You're going to want to do it. So much fun. Uh, but Cindy Pope shows us everything with the silhouette with, oh yeah, check out the leather journal. You'll see. It, there's just a metal clay pendant, a camellia pendant that uh, Suli is showing us how to make. It's all great. I want everything. All I'm saying. So check all that out. Lots of coupons at night. Lots of fun stuff. And okay, so what's new personally? If you follow me on Facebook, you see I got married two years ago to celebrate my second anniversary. Crazy. Uh, my husband is an architect. And guess what? We're moving. We're building a house. It's really not far from where we are physically right now, which is in New York. It's over in Connecticut, but it is a billion miles away of a different kind of environment. Uh, you know, as I have learned being, well, getting older or whatever, living in the environment that suits who you are, I never realized, um, it was always perfect wherever I was in my past and I never had to think about it. I took it for granted. But when you move to a place that does not suit your being or your purpose, uh, and there's just almost zero support system, you notice it. So I am so thrilled to be moving uh, to a place that um, I'm very familiar with that I love over in Connecticut, uh, really matches my lifestyle and my artistic lifestyle and all those wonderful things. And my husband has designed and we're building a uh, wonderful solar home. It's all self-efficient, self-working. I mean, thank God I'm not the architect is all I can say, uh, but it's fantastic. And so I have a new studio over there. So that's going to be happening somewhere, probably right in the beginning of December, right? Moving, holidays, everything. <laughs> but as I say, I have nothing to complain about. I am very excited. So uh, that's coming up. And for all of you who follow me on Facebook and know that my son is now... Um, you know, a lot of you've been following him for years when he was in Jersey Boys on the Jersey War movie. Now he's on the fourth season of a TV show, Madam Secretary. Uh, this Sunday night uh, is um, October 8th. It's their fourth season starts. And that's always very exciting. I've heard rumor that the character he plays, Mother, shows up on an episode. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I'm going to watch that one or not. <laughs> anyway, that's all the news I've got. Um, let's get started. I Before we get to uh, Kathleen Nowaktucci's uh, interview, I have some music, just a little song I just found online. I thought it was sweet by um, someone who calls their album Small Tall Order, just sort of something to enjoy. And then I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Kathleen Noak Tucci. As the rays fall, cause the sun is gone, and I feel that I'm Looking in So I divide my time up as best I can And I know that I'll 
never win And so when I'm scared I feel alone My heart just wants to live Yeah, on I'm talking to someone today that I'm really looking forward to chatting with because, well, you'll see why in a second. I want to know how her brain works. Uh, today's guest is Kathleen Nowak Tucci. Uh, she writes that she's a Gulf Coast echo designer, an artist for 30 years. This is the part I loved. Has turned her creative focus to designing couture accessories constructed from, wait for it, people, recycled rubber bicycle and motorcycle inner tubes and... Nespresso coffee capsules. Uh, she has so many awards, including the prestigious 2015 Sawbell Design winner in alternative metal materials, sorry, and also the Nietzsche Award for Fashion Jewelry. Welcome and thank you for talking to me, Kathleen. Thank you, Allison. I'm excited to be here. Well, here's here's what I want to know. I have an espresso machine. I use it every day, and it has never occurred to me after making coffee, and I bring my cubes, my tube, what are they called, capsules, to be recycled at the store, to turn it into fabulous jewelry. How did you make that leap? Let's start there. How does your brain work behind all of that? uh, Right. I uh, was visiting my um, graphic designer to get a website going and um, her name is Ann Geiger. She has beautiful work and she had this open box, wooden box with these beautiful little capsules in it. And I I asked her, I go, is this, is this chocolate? She goes, no, those are the Nespresso coffee capsules. And I was like, well, what do you do with them after you use them? And she goes, we throw them away. Okay, this was before there was any recycling available for them. Okay. 
And I was like, oh, no, you don't. You save them for me now. And so she did. She saved them for me. I was fascinated by the whole marketing that Nespresso uses, which I think is brilliant. Their colors that they used on their capsules and then realizing it's metal. I, I work in metal. I can work in metal. <laughs> But what am I going to do now? So they sat around in my studio for a full year where I kind of messed around with them. I did things like I put epoxy in them and then they were heavy and that didn't work. And I did all kinds of cutting with them and forming them. and it, That didn't really work for a long time. Then finally, I did figure out a way how to incorporate them with the... Uh, inner tubes I use. So I use uh, bicycle, recycled bicycle inner tubes and recycled motorcycle inner tubes, which were actually on Harley-Davidson motorcycles. Mm -hmm. So I, I figured out a way to kind of crush them and manipulate them and cut them. And then I had to figure out how can I glue them to the uh, rubber. That was a tough one. I worked on that for a long time and really researched, talked to 3M a little bit. Uh, how to do the adhesion well and because um, I make so much jewelry I'm so prolific I don't want things to come back so it was probably a full year and a half of really playing around before I got something so first I started with the uh them incorporated to my with my jewelry uh, with the motorcycle inner tubes and then I finally figured out a way to use them alone and that was very exciting because I'm a real color girl but I sell a whole lot of black so it kind of filled that part of me that I needed to have filled it uh, with color again so, so when so you saw that, that box in espresso you just were immediately attracted the colors are gorgeous they do have an amazing color yes. palette, and that's what drew you in you just said those are like gems to me or something oh absolutely yeah. absolutely and and people threw them away <laughs> so and that, it was it. just like wow you're throwing away a, an incredible supply is what went through your head at that point yes Yes. Yeah, they are amazing. But still to take that and was that sort of one of those things that was always working on your brain at that whole year, just thinking about what, how can I use them and all that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that that's how I work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get an idea and I mull over it for a really long time. And I have kind of an engineer brain. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I figure out how to attach things, how it's going to work, how things are going to go wrong. How You know, I, I think I do a lot of mulling. What does it look like when you're mulling? Uh, sitting there probably with my mouth hanging open. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I uh, brought in a, um, a student um, from FIT uh, to help me kind of wrap things up for a show. And I put her to work doing something. And I that's when I realized how much I maul, how, how much I just sit there and think. Before that, I don't think I realized how much time I spent doing that. But now I realize that's, that's probably the most important time that I spend. Isn't that interesting? Is really thinking. And yeah, and I think it's I think it gets, um, well, I don't know about you. Do you ever feel guilty doing it? Like I've been sitting here thinking for too long? Yeah, yeah. I did for a really long time. I, I thought, boy, you really waste a lot of time. Right? And then yeah. I thought, no, that, that's not wasted time. That's time that your brain is really working and you're really thinking about what has to happen. Right? It doesn't so, just sit down and start. There's all that yeah. prep time going on in your brain. 
Yeah. And I, and I really didn't realize quite how much I was doing that until that two weeks. And then I let myself do it now. You do. I don't, I don't okay. feel yeah. guilty. Yeah. yeah. I used to hide it by um, looking at a magazine. So it looked like I was doing something, but I wasn't looking at the magazine at all. <laughs> Oh, I probably do that too. I don't know that I hide it, but I, I mean, I'm thinking all the time, the time. Right. and, 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 and my family gets frustrated because there's like, listen to me, listen to, I mean, I can block anything out. So do you get lost yeah. driving? Oh, uh, well, you know, probably, but I, I go on radar. Yeah. I just okay. go on radar. It's like, so if I, if I'm like not going to that place that my radar is set to, I'm in trouble. All right. So, I feel yeah, good talking I, to you because I think it's a common thing with people who are constantly up in their brain mulling and thinking. If you're not on radar, yeah. just driving, who knows where you just went? You got to look up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. Oh, GPS. GPS is like the best thing, thing that ever happened yeah, to yeah, me. No, I, I totally, totally understand it. I know lots of artists can relate, but now still, how do you make, all right. So I understand you're drawn to the color and I totally get that. And you let that mull around, but now you've taken your jewelry to a really high end fashion line. How did you make that leap or was, were you looking to make that leap or did it come to you? Well, in some ways it came to me when my work was on the cover of Vogue Italia in uh, August of 2010, I kind of got, pushed to a stratosphere that I didn't realize even existed but, in but fashion. How did so, that happen? Did a stylist find your work and say, I want to use this for a shoot? Yeah, okay. a stylist found the work. They were looking for, um, uh, they were doing the oil spill issue and I was working right. in black rubber. And okay. so that was of interest. Yeah, so that's how that happened. I mean, it, it was just in the stars. There is no accounting for that. Right. So so after that, then I, um, I just kind of just, I, I started to work for that. So the way I present myself is, is fashion and couture fashion. I mean, I make every one of those pieces and, um, and you're in the yeah, show. So that's kind of how it started. Right. And you're in the show. Yeah. That's great exposure. Oh yeah. But it's a total different thing that isn't necessarily, I'm sure those are one of a kind, I'm assuming. Uh, some of them are, some of them that you would think would be one of a kind. I'm foolish enough to attempt more than once. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but still it's a, I mean, cause usually I, I have, my background was in fashion as well. And usually things that are on the runway are not necessarily what's, um, out there that the public is buying, except that all of your pieces are again in galleries across United States. Uh, I am mostly in boutiques and um, not, I haven't pursued the gallery. And part of the reason is boutiques buy straight out galleries. You're there in consignment. Uh, I haven't found consignment works out too well for me. That's a really good thing uh, for people to hear as well, that there is all those different arrangements to be made about your jewelry, the business end of all of it. Oh yeah. And I'm one of the few that kind of has a toe in craft and a toe in fashion. Right. Because I also have shown at the Smithsonian. I've shown at other shows. So um, yeah. Do you have a, yeah. you have I mean, a preference it, for which one you'd rather be in more? Oh, I would rather, I would much rather uh, sell my work wholesale. Okay. Much rather. Um, it's a fast sale. Um, boutique owners don't have time when they're at shows. Right. So they're thinking really, really fast and it's a fast sale. 
and you get paid and it's just, it's, to me, it's so much easier than retail, which retail is really, really hard right now for, uh, in the craft, fine crafts area. It's, people aren't buying like they used to, and it's a hard sale. People try on, yeah, they try on 10 pieces and then they say, oh, let me look at everybody else I just got here. And sometimes I felt like a talking exhibit. Interesting. And you think that's a, you, you notice that now across the board, different from? Across the board. I have a lot of friends that are still doing the shows and it's, it's, it's tough right now. Do you think that has to do with online and just being available online as well? Yeah, I think okay. it does. I think, uh, yeah, well, and, and a couple of things. Um, millennials are not interested. Really? Uh, hmm. No, you don't see a millennial almost ever at a craft show anymore. Then the 35 to 45, they like to buy online with their feet up in slippers right. and they want free shipping both ways. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so my demographic is still 45 and above. And the issue with them is that many of them are in their deacquisition phase. Right. So the collectors are not collecting the way they used to. That's interesting. And yeah, yeah. So we're in a funny place. I've seen, I was at a craft show that was millennial based and it's funny because I'm thinking about that now when I walked around, it was up in Massachusetts. It was, I felt like Brooklyn had just gone to Massachusetts for the day and it wanted, I wanted to feel like I was starting all over again. It was a very different feel and approach than let's say a Lynnhurst craft festival or one of the um, a rated shows Lincoln center or something like that. So it is right. different. That is for sure. And very minimal. Did you, did you, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did you notice what they're buying? Yeah. They have they have a much lower price point, and they are more minimalistic. Yeah, it's very very minimal. definitely. And and the ladies that I dress, and I always say they're the ladies who want to be seen. Yeah, yeah. And and also um, as a woman and a woman who's over fifty, I think that we start to get um, invisible. And I think that is that why I yell louder. Is that why I? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I notice it now. I don't. I don't have the powers that I used to have. And uh, are you talking because you're not putting out a sexual vibe first? You're putting out. Well, I think there's this. I I think there's that. Mm -hmm. I think there's this youth is appealing to a lot of people, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and you mm -hmm. get more noticed for that. Um, men and women, you get more noticed if you're youthful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I do, I feel more invisible. And I think the ladies that I sell to, you put on a pair, you know, you put on a pair of my earrings, you put on a, a, a necklace and, and then you're seen again. Yeah. Interesting. That's a really good point. Not afraid to go bigger as you get older, as opposed to the minimal oh, that I saw. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that is very yeah. interesting. Now, what is your design background? Oh, my design background. Well, I don't know that I have a design background. I I went to school in computer science uh, with um, a minor in uh, biology. I was interested in in medicine and computers. computers. Um, But from a young girl, I 
always did some kind of art. So I guess my background is 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 self-taught. So what was the I, first but, thing you played in then artistically? What was the medium you used? Oh, oh, uh, dandelions, you know, where you would put them together as oh a crown. Yep, yep, yep. You know, you know, I mean, I just always had something going. And because I knew I didn't take one art class in college because I didn't have the, it, there was not a slot for me to take right, it. I was right. taking the sciences. I, you know, there was a required history or English. I, there was no slot for art. I wish there had been. Um, I was still always painting and, and doing things like that I'm in my free time, which there was very little of, but I, I've always gone to museum museums. I've always read um, art books. So um I've just gathered it myself. Well, now, when you did something like that, so you have a full schedule in computer science and all of that, which is great information, and you still use it in your work at some point. What was it, though, that made you, in your free time, go make something? Because I always wonder what – you're getting a payback somehow that way because people choose to do what they want to do in their free time. So what was the payback you got from that well, I feel like I have this kind of unknowing. I don't know why, but I have a desire to create. And it's, I don't even have a choice. Right. I mean, I was working virtually full-time, going to school, and in the teeniest bit of free time, I was figuring out, okay, next Tuesday at one o'clock, I can paint a little bit. Right. Um, I don't know. I think, I think uh, if no one ever saw my work, if no one ever paid me a dime for my work, I would still be making uh, something. I've been trying to put the name and my finger on what is it, um, running craft cast and having people take classes. I am fully aware of that the um, learning and touching and making does something chemical to a lot of people that keeps them coming back for more. Oh, I, and I think those people that need that, it's necessary, right? That's what I'm yeah. talking about. It, it, in fact, it's interesting, you know, even on CraftCast, I, I purchase classes that I really don't think that I may ever really pursue, but I love process. Uh, and yep. so that keeps me going. It's like, how are they doing that? And sometimes, you know, I might use a little piece here and there along the way, but I take a whole lot of classes, not only from craft, craft class, but otherwise workshops in, in areas that... I probably won't work in. And I thank you for saying that. And you know why? Because I think some of us feel guilty. I, I have no guilt in this arena for taking classes <laughs> and watching things and not making them. I mean, you know, the truth be told, I've made very little of all the classes I have because I do love process and I do love learning more than I like watching TV. You know. Oh, yeah. I don't watch TV. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, a, I don't. Who has time for that? I, exactly. I mean, you know, I'm a news junkie, but that's a whole separate issue. Uh, but the yeah, me too. Yeah, but the but I rather watch an artist show me how did you make that? How did you bake that? How did you decorate that? You know how? Yeah. And I think that yeah. um, you know there is a sister and brotherhood out there of other people who enjoy that as well because there's something exciting about it and. I can, I'm guessing from what you said, how long can you go without making something? Let me ask you that way. How long before your, your brain is back at it? How long can you be uh, distracted? You know, it, that's interesting because I, I, I know because um, when my children were little, I almost didn't get to 
to work on my art, just here and there. Um, but there were a couple paintings that I painted in my mind so many times mm. that I didn't actually paint them. So I'm creating in my mind, even if I'm not physically mm -hmm. creating. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, now that I have the luxury of, of really doing this as much as I want to, I, I, I create daily. Right, right. And not to forget that there's still a difference between all of that and the business. And I think that throws a lot of people who then want to turn uh, it into a business, you know, like how, how much of your day or your week or is business? How could you give a, a ratio to people so that they understand? Yeah. Okay. So when I'm really going during showtime, uh, the business and I bet it's 50%. 50. Yeah. 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 I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, and it's exhausting and hard, but it's, you have to, if you're going to have a business, it's such a big part. And, you know, things like social media, which sometimes I just like, oh, don't make me rah, rah, rah myself right, right. one more time. But it's all part of it. Um, it is part it, of it. It's yeah. not my favorite part at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it is part of it and being disciplined. I have, you know, I feel the same way. And I, so I trick myself. I'll do, if I do the next hour of doing all this, then I'll let myself do the other. And uh, that seems to help a little bit <laughs> to get people sure. things you don't want to do. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Social media is probably one of my hardest things because I do get tired of rah, rah, rahing and coming up with new things. And I have lots more that I don't put out there just because I think that you have to be engaged with social media. And that's the part that's hard for me. If I'm working, then it's hard to be engaged on social media and reply. Yep. So how do you deal with that? I'd say personally, that is all 100% true. And if you want to have a presence on social media, you have to be as um, committed and uh, have the willpower to do it just like anything else. So I actually had on my calendar every day a time where um, I use Hootsuite. It's an integrator for all the social media where I have to do social media now. This is my time with coffee. Do it. Mm -hmm. Do you then get a ding every time Sona replies? That's the part that's hard for me. I is all the that too. I so I keep yeah. things open during the day, but if I want to get something done, everything gets closed, and then I'll do it at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So I'll say when I'm on the couch with my iPad and I'm you know just catching up with stuff, then I do all of that because you know it's a different energy. Yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's people. I think people want immediate replies, though. So that's where my my problem is. It's like, oh, if I put something on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be uh, spending a lot of my day replying and engaging, and and that's hard for me. It is. I, I think that there is a leeway. I don't think immediate. Um, I, I I can give it a day, two days. You know, it's not like that ah. moment. Yeah. I mean, people know you're online. They might want to get it, but you can set up your own pace. Away. I don't think. Um, I don't think that works against you just as long as you get back to someone. But it, it is a lot. There's no question about it. And I always say to people who get upset about it, what do you want out of it? Let's start from the end. And right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you don't right. you don't have to be on everything if your people aren't there. You know, exactly. Yeah. That too. Yeah. yeah. Find your people and um, and go from there. And uh, it is complicated. Um some of it. And, uh, you know, there's people who are just gotten, you know, unique in that and hire a service to just do something. But it is the world today. That is for sure. It is the world today. And here I'm, I'm being a curmudgeon and like, don't make me do it so much. <laughs> you don't have to. I want to do my, yeah, I want to do my art. Just let me do my art. Yeah. 
but it is a it's pretty amazing and a lot of people say that and um you know it but it is interesting because people can can i've seen artists really make a difference in their life with getting their work sold by creating a following online and so it oh i i totally agree i totally agree on that well now yeah when you are um feeling that like uh, from all of that, what do you do to get inspired and back to the excitement? I draw out a lot of ideas. So I use, yeah, I draw, but but let me tell you what, my drawings are truly horrid and they're, (laughs) you, sometimes I can't tell what I was saying. One one time, and it was recently, it's like, what the heck is, was this? It took me a full week to figure out what it was. And it was an attachment um, that worked, but I mean, it was, they are so basic, um, but they're just little ideas. So I can go back to my ideas and I Uh work in a lot of mediums. So I go back to those ideas. I get inspired by that. Um, sometimes just going in my studio, I, I really work from the medium, um, what can this medium do? What else can I do with it? I work in components. So what component can I put with a component right. that I haven't put with before? Right. So so that's what I do a lot, just getting back into my studio and working. I, I think that's a lot of being an artist is putting in the time, is, putting though. in the time when you don't really feel like it. Correct. Correct. And just picking up something and getting started. Can you get lost yeah, in yeah. your studio and then forget what time it is? Do you get that experience? I do all the time. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I and if I'm in my studio working, I have an audiobook going. You do, okay. And to me, that is the biggest pleasure. I just think we live in amazing times where even now we can get them digital. I was doing it way back when it was on cassette tape, and I had to go to the library right, and right. get them. Yeah, no, I yeah. agree with you. It's really heaven because you're sort of with someone, but not. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. The pleasure of having something read to you and I can do both. I, the only time I have to turn that off is when I'm calculating or doing Uh some uh business work, Uh then I have Uh to shut it off. But my regular work, it's a requirement to have an audio book going. Well, now what do you listen to? Tell us something we'd all like to. Uh, I listen to non, I listen to both fiction and nonfiction. Um, Nonfiction. I listen to um, a lot of autobiographies and biographies. Um, I went through all the musicians mm. um, that have them out there. That was very interesting. Um, and fiction, I listen to a lot of fiction too. And what do I listen to? Oh, Will you listen to like I'll, I'll a mystery say, or is that too much for your fiction? Uh, sometimes a mystery, but I will tell you my very first audiobook is still my favorite. Which was? And that was uh, Pat Conroy's uh, Prince of Tides. Oh. And I and I, I knew I loved it at the time. And it was probably 20 years later I listened to it again. I was like, oh, it's still good. I love it that. is still really good. Good reader. Good story, good accent. Those are all good things. I love that. Well, right now, if we walked into your studio, what does it look like? <laughs> okay, yeah, let's hear. What does it look like? <laughs> would we go, oh, let's my just God. Say, yeah. Oh, yeah, you would go, oh, my gosh. I do not put pictures of my studio out there. Um, it is the – and I have a big studio. I work in the middle of my home. I've always liked to be in my home when I work, yep. so – I have a room that should be a formal living room. It's about 700 square feet. 
and it's not enough for me. So then I've moved to the formal dining room and my dining room has stuff all over it. And then the den has its place where I work. No, I am the hugest mess. I, I don't even know. Sometimes I don't know how I work. Do you it's wander? Do you wander? Uh, do I wander? No. I, well, no. This is what I do. I don't wander. I spend my half my day looking for tools and where did I put this down? And oh my gosh, I know I just had that in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's my life. Oh, I'm laughing because I can relate. I understand. Well, I think that we... Um, do you process like in a linear fashion or do you go from one thing, then move over to something else and go around in a circle that gets tighter? Uh, I go all over the place. Yeah, I go all over the place. Yeah, I'll, I'll start making something and then I'll get a good idea. And so I have to, gosh, I have to get that down or else I'll forget it. Right. So I go do that. And but when I'm working to make product, I, it's it's uh, components. So I make I make a, it's production. Yeah. 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 So that's, I, I have to stay pretty linear there. Yeah. 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 I think that, um, I think that's common. I think with artists that I've talked to, it's the sort of, um, touching different things all over the place and then coming back around, like the moving straight forward doesn't happen unless it's production. I don't know why yeah. that is, yeah. but it seems to be, uh, one of those common things. So, um, it's glad to know other people are like that. All right. So I, I know our time is almost up. I have a good, I have a question I would love to know. Um, what is it that it would say across a t-shirt that you wear across your forehead about you? I'll give you an example. My son gave me, yeah. he gave me a pillow for Christmas and I was going to make it into a t-shirt and it said there were rules question mark. <laughs> um, it would probably say, um, unorganized, but prolific. Like it. That sounds good to me. What's wrong with unorganized? Yeah. I don't know another way. I, I attempt, I attempt it. Do you get produced I, I, by the wonderful stacking of colorful boxes that look organized? <laughs> Okay, let's just say I have a lot of boxes purchased that have nothing in them because I haven't gone through. <laughs> What's wrong with that? You like the boxes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the boxes are great. Yeah. yeah, no. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, it's funny because I have a daughter that works in this profession, and she is so beautifully organized. Her desk is cleaned every day. Everything is labeled. I am so jealous. And is I am she, so jealous. And is she very productive too? She's very productive, extremely productive. Yes, yes. She has a, a an Etsy business that she sells these beautiful uh, uh, wreaths, and it's it's crazy that it's still been so popular. It's her full time job. Wow. She went to school and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there, you can be creative and organized. I just don't have the facilities for that. I totally understand. I think both ways are good. You just have to figure out which way is for you. I love that you have the boxes. There's just nothing in them. <laughs> no, there's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're adorable. Thank you so much for talking and, and, and saying, all and sharing with people and giving some insight and people should definitely check out your website which has all the amazing pictures of things you've done in the past and it is yourname.com so google that away kathleennowaktucci.com and you'll find it thank you so much for coming on and sharing with me 
Allison, thank you so much for having me. This was fun. It is fun, right? Thanks a lot. Have a yes. great day. You too. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that. You can go over to Kathleen's website. Uh, it's her name, Kathleen Nowak Tucci. That's N-O-W-A-K-T-U-C-C-I. Uh, amazing artist. Thank you, Kathleen, for coming on and chit-chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Uh, so everyone, don't forget, sign up for the upcoming I Love Tools on October 18th or if you're listening to this after the live event, you can go listen for free on the craftcast.com site and just download or put in your library the free video there. You'll love it. All kinds of great things. Uh, and just a little note as I, I kick off a new season here, um, I did think at one point with everything going on in the world, was it wrong to do what I love create uh, and to create classes and, and share creative ideas? But I quickly realized that creative people we need a place to learn, to share, whatever your politics are. So I am committed to keeping CraftCast as a bipartisan learning arena. We welcome everyone, all your ideas. Uh, it's a place where you can learn, uh, share, escape, period. All right. Uh, so enjoy all the wonderful classes. I love hearing from all of you. I'm glad to be back in this format. I used to say at the end, get your butt in the chair and keep crafting. But after I did a class that I personally led over at CraftCast, which you can find over there, I realized something's even more important the way I want it um, and the show. It's what I call the class, which is called Don't Quit Your Daydream. So I hope that makes sense to all of you out there. I think it's really important. You can join me in that class if you're interested in following that. But I think that really resonates with people. So I'm going to close this first session of season number 13 with that thought. Please, don't quit your daydreaming.